You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, and while I am an attorney, the Buzz Off Show is not legal advice. Instead, it's a weekly look at all the buzz surrounding drones, autonomous vehicles, the Internet of Things, and all of the technology in between. Catch us each Wednesday from 2 to 3 in the afternoon on America's Web radio.com or find the lawyer liz podcast on itunes google play stitcher or your favorite podcast streaming service up for grabs today we'll take a look at all the bus and must surrounding google autonomous vehicles set to hit the road aristotle is a no-go the ntsb with crashing drones talking drones and well what happens when your home assistant is always listening but after that we'll be joined by tucker wells from running the bases a podcast website and show dedicated to All that is baseball from the game to the stats to the players to the history. Tucker is joining us to talk about, well, how technology is changing baseball. That it's not your grandfather or grandmother's game anymore. How technology is impacting both allegations of stealing the signs to how you practice the pitches and the swings so before that though as promised a look at all the news that is coming out of well drones are taking center stage lately but first of all you can't have a drone crash we've had the first reported uh, at least in the U.S., the NTSB is looking into what happens when a drone goes up against an Army helicopter. Uh, moral of the story is drone nothing, helicopter one. That NTSB is looking into it. The pilots are able to land safely. But again, it, that collision is kind of the sign of things to come. But keeping Sign of things to come. Autonomous vehicles are one step further to getting some lay of the land rules. The current draft bill that's going through the Senate passed its first hurdle and it said it Senate Commerce Committee has cleared it to move forward. So lawmakers are attempting to put some rules in place regarding the a framework for testing the vehicles and permitting them on roads, taking a page from several states that have already taken such steps. But another thing cleared for takeoff, well, Google has been granted a license by the F, an emergency license by the FCC to test out its Project Loon over Puerto Rico. And in this case, Google, for the last couple of years, has been testing out what happens when you use balloons to bring Wi-Fi, particularly in disaster scenarios. And previously this year, Google used the technology, the Project Loon 
polluting Wi-Fi in Peru and brought connectivity back in the wake of floodings there. So when you have Puerto Rico that by varying accounts, 85% of the or of the island is currently offline, no power. Well, when you can bring in these mobile uh, fixes, it's it's worth taking a look at and getting them at least uh, connected in the interim. I mean, as much as we joke about on the show how you're connected coffee maker, but it's it is not a joke when you're talking about various healthcare systems, medical devices, as well as just some basic devices that are all interconnected, part of the IoT these days, and being able to bring those systems and some sense of normalcy back to uh, the people living in Puerto Rico. Great project. We'll be curious to see how that uh, moves forward. But in a bit of a bust for Google, though, turns out their home mini uh, assistant, well, Google stopped listening. Instead, the uh, OK Google uh, typically is used to indicate that you're ready to uh, give it a voice command. But unfortunately, the researcher discovered that the home mini was always recording. And not only that, that the recordings were being sent automatically to the cloud, uh, back to Google. So collecting all this information and data that perhaps the homeowners or the users weren't aware of. So, and telling it to stop real or telling it, giving it the indication, okay, now you can start recording or start listening was irrelevant. It was already doing it built in. So, Google, nice try. If hadn't raised enough of these concerns before, privacy over convenience. Well, one area where privacy is winning out over convenience, uh, Mattel has pulled back their planned Aristotle Smart Hub for Kids. Uh, privacy experts had raised significant questions with what happens when you have AI coming in and taking the place of parents. In this case, Aristotle was, you know, if it heard what it thought to be a baby crying, and then it would dim the lights perhaps in the room or play a lullaby, uh, would interact with children such that without the voice command of please, it would not uh, carry out whatever the instructions had been. But essentially looking to be almost a stand-in, fill-in parent, and privacy experts Raise their hands as, uh, Google, we have a problem because you're collecting data and information about children and whether their parents were going to be constantly monitoring the children's use was a, was a problem and a concern. How is this information going to be used? How is it going to be stored? And how would you know whether the children had brought up something they weren't supposed to, uh, or other Legitimate concerns. So Google, or in this case, Mattel pulled back, said, all right, 
we it's not in line with our goals and our mission so we're going to pull it pull back those plans one place our reports are coming out of ohio though that a drone was flying over a school and with uh, speakers and some audio capabilities it was uh, talking to the children, hovering, and trying to convince the children to leave the playground at the school. Of course, uh, authorities are investigating, and it served as a pretty good reminder to parents to have those conversations, the stranger danger discussion with children, and also a reminder that parents and school officials can't always rely on technology for good. Uh, that in some cases it's not it's not going to be used for good. There are malicious actors, but you know, it uh, nefarious folks or uh, children, uh, fellow children themselves, or just bored adults looking to entertain themselves, you're always going to have folks attempting to do stuff for nefarious purposes. And going back to with the uh, Aristotle and Mattel, the smart home hub, I mean, that becomes a question as well. Are you sure that uh, the device and some of the searches or what you would want your children to be looking at. What kind of parental controls and a reminder that parents do play somewhat of a role in what the children are doing. Well, what sparked the conversation uh, that we're going to have with uh, Tucker on uh, baseball is reports coming out of both Arizona Diamondbacks as well as Boston that smartwatches are being used to either for nefarious purposes, steal signs, or in other cases, perhaps just to check the weather. But with the proliferation of these devices, both in the workplace knowing what your employees are connecting to and how they're using their devices from home as well as company devices. But how are these devices, are you receiving an unfair advantage in sports? While some sports, such as football, have really embraced the use of technology, you have uh, Dallas and other teams utilizing drones to collect aerial footage of their practices to get a better read on angles, then you have some sports like baseball that, again, has not embraced technology. You don't have some of the, uh, you don't have the replay. Whereas in football, and it, there's even been talks in uh, the other football, In soccer, whether you put the sensors on the balls to tell when they've gone through the goal line, when that plane or gone into the goal. So with all of that, you have this big balance between how technology is being embraced, how it is changing the game, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So certainly things to, that we will 
we'll talk with Tucker uh, after the break. But you've been listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Coming to you each Wednesday from 2 to 3 on AmericasWebRadio.com or iTunes favorite podcast streaming service. And is teased right before the break, uh, Depending on who you talk to, IoT and technology are either ruining or making sports better. And who else to bring on to the show to discuss particularly how technology is impacting baseball than Tucker Wells. Tucker is co-host of Running the Bases on Let's say, Tucker, you, you're, y'all are everywhere. I mean, you're online, you're on Instagram, Twitter, you've got over a hundred episodes of the podcast. So I'd say you know a thing or two about baseball. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be on your show. I'm a big fan of you, of America's Web Radio Network. So this is a real treat. I don't know if, uh, if, if everywhere is accurate. I, for better or for worse, yes, we talk about baseball a lot in a whole lot of places. So. I mean, y'all have even taken the show on the road. I mean, doing simulcasts. I mean, that's something that radio certainly has been a big part of broadcasting. But being able to kind of delve deeper with technology, y'all have certainly taken advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think this very format that we're uh, uh, conversing on right now, um, has, uh, uh, to quote Rachel Nichols, who's been in, you know, sports journalism for years and years, um, it kind of lowered the bar, but in a sense opened the gates. So, you know, real passionate fans who may, you know, not have had an avenue before to put their passion out into the, into the, uh, echo sphere and, and share it with other sports fans, uh, have a way to do that. You know, pretty much anybody with a little bit of technical know-how can do a podcast and, you know, share their opinions with the world, for better or for worse, to be sure. Exactly. Abs- well, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to with a little bit of technical know-how, depending on the day. Uh, that could be arguable, uh, at least at my house. But uh, bringing that, like, kind of that fan focus, that human element, so taking it out of just the paid announcers and uh, kind of make bring it to the common masses I and mean, that's something technology has been able to do but that's part of the charm of running the bases yeah yeah well thanks uh well that's what we you know coach and i coach sadly couldn't be here uh he's in the process of moving homes 
Uh, and uh, for all I know, he's probably drunk on wine right now, but that's cool. Um, we'll let that go. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the thing about you know baseball is that, and you know, we're talking about technology and the advancement of technology and how it's advanced sports and how we consume sports really. But with baseball, you know, it is the numbers game more than any other of the major team sports. And so stats are kind of on overload uh, when you're talking about baseball. And sadly, you know, baseball is just a really beautiful organic game at its core and, you know, all the talk of stats and sabermetrics seem to like kind of dominate the common airwaves. So like with coach and I, you know, what we try to do to separate ourselves from the masses is just be more from a human interest standpoint. You know, we don't care so much that, you know, somebody comes up and they have a, you know, a, a, a 328 on base percentage against left handers throwing from the right side of the mound when it's the sixth inning or later. <laughs> we, we, we care that the batter puts a good swing on the ball and legs around first and barely makes it into second. And boy, how exciting was that? And what was going through that player's mind? You know, the, the human stuff. So anyway. Well, and that's, that's part of what technology overall has done is that taken some of the things that may have been a little more I'd say nuanced or detail oriented where you had to really be interested in the game to keep up with all the stats to allow you to focus instead on the beauty of the game and not, you know, you can get the stats later, but why, why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've, you know, of course I've, I've been a baseball fan since I can remember uh, going back to, uh, you know, the late 80s, early 90s when I was growing up and the, uh, uh, you know, the Braves were doing their worst to first thing here in Atlanta and all those great teams through the 90s. And, um, you know, I collected baseball cards. I loved knowing stats and figures and earn run averages and home runs hit in a season. But what you started to find out with, like, like the money ball era about, uh, you know, probability in baseball and how you can really quantify almost every single play that takes place with some sort of data, it instantly became kind of overload to me. Um, but it is kind of amazing that all of those numbers are now readily available. You know, you have uh, big time sports uh, talk shows that deal with, you know, really advanced sabermetrics about, you know, batting average on balls put into play, things that you had to dig for. Uh, You know, you had to have subscriptions to really, you know, uh, I guess you'd call it hardcore, you know, baseball publications. But now you can just go on your iPhone and search baseballreference.com and find literally every stat about every player going back to the turn of the century. Um, well, you, and that is you kind find of amazing, that with, you know, if that's your thing, yeah. if you're really, and it's a good way to compare eras as well, since you can quantify on field performance, looking at all those different numbers, you really can compare Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb to, you know, Mike Trout and Chipper Jones, so to speak. Um, and you can do it easily, which, you know, you couldn't do 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Well, so the iPhone and, you know, or the Android, you know, have now taken some of the fun out of the dinner time, you know, 
it's easier to have an argument or a debate on something because it's like, oh, well, I can look it up. Like, you want to know who truly was the home run king of this particular season? Oh, hold on. Let me, let me doubt up. And I think you see that with other sports as well. I mean, fantasy football would not exist if not for the fact that we could readily digest and information stats and kind of move that, move that around. Yeah, and, and on such a popular level, you know, I mean, it's like fantasy sports and, and rotisserie leagues and, and whatnot have existed for a long time. But, you know, having it on your cell phone or on your laptop before that makes it accessible to everybody. You know, it's it's out of the basement and into the mainstream type phenomena, which is, you know, yeah, because you can download a fantasy sports app and you can play for money now with like DraftKings and FanDuel and you know so it becomes it, it appeals to people's internal competitive instincts but for nerds so that's great <laughs> I mean it's, it's the best of both worlds it's bringing sports ball to the nerds yeah it's you know the, it, it used to be that all that knowledge got you, uh, you know, maybe a small gathering at a cocktail party, but now you can win millions of dollars with all of that <laughs> probability and fantasy information. So, so when are you going to win your million dollars then playing? You know, I tried uh, DraftKings, I think it was, and you know, therein lies the rub. I, I, I as much as I follow, you know. Uh, player performance in baseball year to year based on their stats. You know, I can't watch every single game as much as I'd like to, um, but I can look at the box score and see, you know, who's who's leading the league in average and home runs, all those things. And you can see, uh, you know, who, who's been really hot over the last 10 games. So my mind is like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to draft, you know, for like a DraftKings one-night you know, uh, 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 contest. Okay. Well, I'll draft these players because they're all playing really well in the last 10 games. And this one guy in particular is, uh, really strong against this particular pitcher for the other team. And of course I'll get obliterated by people who have algorithms that (laughs) say that like, Oh, but when they're playing in a high elevation ballpark and the temperature is between 72 and 84 degrees, they're actually blah, 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 blah. And then I just want to take a nap because it's like, I can't, I can't even, yeah. I can't keep up with no. all that. I don't have the time, <laughs> you know, that's uh, a full-time job. I miss, exactly. I miss the office pools where it really was just who's going to win, who's going to lose. There's one game a week that was the tiebreaker, but uh, now, for when we're talking about baseball, what's the best app? Uh, where where do you go? What's the draw for you? All right, if I if you're talking about just watching games and following baseball as a fan, the MLB.tv app, the or the at bat app when you download it on your phone, I, I think is one of the greatest apps ever developed. Period, and I know that. That particular app. I say that's a bold statement. Okay. Well, and it's hard to like it's hard to measure. You know, like I'm talking about a media, you know, streaming app, basically MLB.tv. And so, how would you compare that to like Lyft, right? Or how would you compare it to Postmates or Periscope or whatever? Yeah, it's not apples to apples to be sure. But as far as you, 
the the technology and what it's doing and providing you and how easy it is to use the MLB.tv app is just incredible. You can watch every single baseball game at any point during the season. There are blackout restrictions, which is always unfortunate. And some of the blackout restrictions are very bizarre and they, they actually have been doing better about changing, you know, blackout restrictions as, you know, fans and people who use the app have been complaining. But while you're watching a game, you can uh, swipe down menus on all four quadrants of the screen to see the box score for that particular game. You can see the box scores for other games that are in progress. So if you see something interesting happening in Cleveland while you're watching a game in Miami, you know, one tap and you're watching some other game. Um, And on every different platform, if it's PlayStation 4, if it's Apple TV, if it's Amazon Fire, and I've looked at the MLB app on all these different platforms, each one is kind of custom-fitted to that device. And so, like, the iTunes, the uh, Apple TV version uh, has features that are unique to Apple TV and kind of intuitive to Apple TV. Same thing with PlayStation. It's as if they went in and really customized the experience uh, for all the different, I don't know, delivery methods. Um, so, so. so they paid attention to what the fans might actually want across the different platforms. And they eliminate commercials. And that's to a degree. And that's my favorite part, is that in, in commercial breaks, there's just this nice, beautiful graphic that says, your game is in a commercial break. <laughs> and I really <laughs> can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Now, do they still add in the mascot chases, stuff like that? No, you do lose out on that. Some, some you can. I mean, it, well, the 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 incredible thing uh, is that you do get to pick your broadcast. So if you're, you know, if you're a Braves fan and you're in Seattle, you know, and and they're playing the Mets, you're not forced to hear the Mets commentators. You can choose Mets or Braves, and you can listen to the radio feed as well, which is amazing to think that, like, you know, something that our own Ted Turner pioneered with having the Braves on TBS. But, you know, you can listen to your hometown, you know, voice announcers wherever you are in the country, and, you know, it just makes you feel like you're at home again. It's a comfort thing. Okay, a little slice of home. We will have to pick that up right after this commercial break. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Understanding health insurance is becoming more challenging. If you currently have insurance, you've probably noticed that it costs more to see your doctor. And if you're able to keep your doctor, it takes longer to get an appointment. The bad news is this trend is projected to continue. Your costs will likely continue to rise, while your health care choice and access will continue to fall. The good news is, Peachtree ENT Center has the answer to this problem. We believe in taking care of the whole patient, because healing is more than writing a prescription. We are committed to working with you, and we specialize in providing affordable care for patients without insurance, those who are underinsured, and those with high deductibles or catastrophic coverage, and we offer same-day appointments. You no longer have to choose between staying healthy and paying bills because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. 
This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. And before the break, we're talking with Tucker Wells. And Tucker and I were discussing how technology is impacting baseball. And in particular, he was singing the praises of MLB TV with it. Uh, Major League Baseball has developed an app that listen to users and provides a great experience, but it doesn't stop there now, does it, Tucker? No, it doesn't. And I do have to say, I'm not trying to rep MLB.tv, the app, but if they want me to be, if they want to sponsor me, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm, they can find me, uh, you know, at runningthebases.com. But uh, at any rate, um, it has won numerous awards as an app from non-sports-related publications, which I thought was interesting. That it's just in 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 national, you know, award giving of uh, tech, you know, app technology. MLB.tv has won several of those awards. So there you go. Um, but as 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 much as that, you know, allows people to access baseball and watch baseball games and listen to baseball games. That leads to uh, MLB at the park, um, and it's not as it's not as polished yet. Uh, baseball has a real problem with the fact that it is a slower paced game, and there's a lot of uh, in game problems with that. The way that managers manage games now, and the number of pitchers used, and all these kind of things. But um, you know, millennials they like their they want to be constantly uh, engaged, and uh, you know, baseball would lend itself to uh, you know such things because you have a break every half inning, um, and you do have the MLB at the park app, which lets you you know share on social media like, "Hey, I'm at this ballpark. I just got the super dog, and it was delicious." And you know, so hey. and, and so it. Talk a little bit about that. So you've got MLB at the park. I mean, I certainly in Atlanta, we've got now this whole kind of immersive experience with our SunTrust Stadium. So is that what it is? Is it a, kind of a, a social media platform designed for fans while they're at the game? Or Yeah, it, it, it takes all the information about going to the game and puts it in one place, convenient place. You can store your tickets for the game digitally on the app, that uh, app. Uh, you can check in on Facebook. You can, you know, uh, you can do all your tweeting and live tweeting uh, on the app. Uh, as far as I am aware, you can, you can circumvent having to use Facebook or Twitter and just do it directly through the, uh, uh, at bat app you get alerts you get you know discounts from you know like if the braves are doing a promotion and it's you know buy one get one free night at the at the you know whatever the <laughs> fox brothers barbecue or something that can come up on your uh, on the uh, at the park app um and they're trying to make it where you know while you're watching the game in between innings they have something else to engage you um, and I don't, you know, I don't, I, the thing about it is it takes away from 
just having conversations at baseball games, which to me Wait, is still a big you're part You're saying of it, so. you actually want to have conversation, like in-person, face-to-face conversations with someone you have <laughs> attended a sporting event with? What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I've gone to so much therapy to try to figure it out, but I just can't shake it. <laughs> I mean, but the question is, can you order your beer, your hot dog, and your peanuts through the MLB app? I don't think you can through the MLB at the park. I do think that certain, well, not at all of them, but I think certain teams have that now. I know that there are certain certain ball clubs that that offer that to you, but you, you start to get into this world of, like, you know, the... The Atlanta Braves like have their own app, you know, and there are other uh, sports, you know, in, in basketball. I know when I was a, a season ticket holder with the Hawks, um, you know, the Hawks had their own app designed specifically for the Atlanta Hawk experience. So, you know, I don't know how those cross pollinate, to be honest, because again, when I show up, when I Tucker Wells go to a baseball game, I'm not thinking too much about these apps i'm thinking like ah here's my seat and hey look at that and hey look at that great play i'm going to talk to the person who i either went with or if i'm flying solo i'll you know find somebody to talk to i I feel like it's not hard to still just connect with people on a human level (laughs) in in society i don't think that's beyond our reach particularly at a sporting event so Oh, now you're just talking crazy. Obviously, Obviously, you partook in the pre-show wine drinking with Coach, and uh, <laughs> you know, because this is crazy talk. Why do I? Why do I want to interact with other fans? And when we have something in common, which is at least a passing interest in whatever sporting, or we both happen to have tickets to the same game, regardless of whether they wanted to be there or not. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's it's like some something from another planet, it might seem. But I will say this about the At The Park app and, you know, the fan experience and, and making fans more engaged with their technology and the game that's being played live and in front of them at the same time. You know, it is nice that it streamlines all the necessary information. You know, you can find where your 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 seating area is. You can, you know, get a stadium map to know where the concessions are. You can see where the parking is. You know, you can you can get all of these different pieces of information in one place to make your you know game watching experience and the going to a game uh, uh, more. Uh, more streamlined, if you will, you know, there's not that, uh, confusion of when, you know, well, I'm going to the stadium, you know, how's the traffic flow going to work? I know at Turner field, that was always the biggest, uh, complaint was that, you know, streets would be shut down and suddenly a two way street became a one way street and how the, how the parking lots were laid out. You know, somebody doesn't go to a lot of games. Like, well, I had a ticket for the gold lot. How do I find the gold lot? And, you know, if they're not laid out in a linear fashion, which most ballparks, you know, don't have a linear layout to anything, you know, you can have all that information in the palm of your hand in one place. 
I mean, baseball still wants you to be on Instagram and wants you to be on Facebook and Twitter. So, you know, they, they don't want to dissuade you from doing that. So, um, well, to say they, they want the fans to be, but not so much the players during the game. I mean, how's that? impacting before you would sit, you would kind of play the game uh, in the moment. Uh, How do you see some of this changing how the players are preparing for the game and actually playing the game? Well, it's interesting, you know, as far as becoming a better baseball player and becoming a better baseball team, uh, the technology that exists now is incredible. You know, I, I shudder to think if Ted Williams had the advanced scouting uh, on, you know, uh, players in his era, he'd hit, you know, 700. Um, because the the biggest thing about, uh, uh, you know, 2017 and, and, and uh, you know, technology available on iPhones, iPads, tablets, all these things is video content. Um, you know, a baseball player, a coach's best friend, uh, as far as getting ready to prepare for an opponent is video to be able to see, uh, how a pitcher for the other team pitches under stress, just to be able to study their delivery. Uh, that is available in spades now because we're recording everything from a thousand different angles. Um, uh, you know, there's, uh, applications now that you can uh, attach a sensor to the bat and the sensor will will send thousands of points of information data to your phone mapping your swing. So you can change your swing and adjust your swing and you can see exactly what you're doing wrong and exactly what you need to fix thanks to technological breakthroughs. Same goes for pitching. You can set up, you can stage motion capture devices around a pitching mound and have a pitcher go through their delivery and see, you know, a full map out of, you know, how much stress they were putting on their arm, what their arm angle was, you know, if they were able to, uh, you know, uh, put as much force, you know, off their back leg as they need to. All of these incredible things. And when the game starts, you can't use any of them. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So you've, you've used all this technology to analyze every second, every... So are do you see a change? Because, I mean, I'm assuming you have attended spring training and some of this. Do you see a difference in practice? I mean, it... it it doesn't seem like what you would picture in Bull Durham or some of the other movies where it's, you know, a bunch of guys standing around uh, chewing tobacco or you know, doing that. It seems like it's it's much more futuristic now. Yeah. I mean, the tools available as well. I mean, you don't have to take batting practice on the field anymore. You know, they have batting cages uh, for a lot of these teams that are tens of thousands of dollars and they actually have, you know, it's like, if if you want to if you want to hit off of Clayton Kershaw, there are you know batting cages, high tech batting cages that will replicate Clayton Kershaw pitching in a live game to the thousandth degree, and you know so you you can 
you, you can be practicing year-round as well. You can be taking batting practice year-round, getting better, whereas, you know, in the quote-unquote old way, you needed spring training to get back into shape, but now players can train year-round, you know, with technology that allows them to not just be hitting off a machine, but be hitting off the digital version of the best pitchers in the game. Um, now, and how how does this change? Because this is, I'm amazed that I hadn't, one, realized it was quite at that detail. I mean, it's one thing when you had Madden, you know, football and you would play teams against each other to figure out how you should bet that week. But <laughs> to say that you have, well, I'm not intimidated by this pitcher because I've been, you know, batting against him since December, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, the virtual version, but yes. Um, yeah, it's just, in, it, that's that's how detailed we've gotten with camera and sensor technology that, you know, they can quantify pretty much every physics aspect of a certain player. I mean, all this technology really benefits the hitters, the professional hitters out there more than the pitchers uh, because, you know, a pitcher is just, trying to do the same thing as always locate their pitches, change, you know, speeds, change, uh, location. Um, and so they, you can't, you can't really like replicate throwing to Barry Bonds without throwing to Barry Bonds. Uh, but you can, you say that. Yeah. Yeah. But, the teams have gotten in a little bit of trouble lately, uh, implementing some of this on the field, as you alluded to. So we'll have to delve into that right after this commercial break on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare. And learn how to protect yourself and navigate the system. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, talking today with Tucker Wells from Running the Bases. And Tucker, we were chatting before the break about how all the wonderful ways you can, or the players in baseball are practicing that they can take pitches from really any pitcher you can imagine uh, at any time through virtual reality, through uh, combinations, but uh, it doesn't always work out for everyone on the team, now does it? No. It doesn't, um, it, you know, yeah, what we were talking about before the break is, is, uh, with VR simulation type technology, you really can, uh, simulate almost every facet of the game. The advantage goes to the hitters out there more than the pitchers, but all this technology, you have to put it aside when the game's in play because baseball to its roots is about stealing <laughs> and, you know, uh, trying to level the playing field going back. You know, at one point the, uh, the curveball was, uh, deemed illegal. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it was deemed unfair that a pitcher can manipulate the path of the ball like that. And we have that problem now with, uh, things like the Apple Watch and what happened with the, uh, the Red Sox. Um, although, who would ever think a Boston team would be caught cheating on something, you know? I, I know. Sacrilege. I mean, did they How check the they? baseballs? Were the baseballs properly inflated? <laughs> right. Yes. I, don't, I, I guess the ideal gas law, you know, was uh, coming to effect with those cork and twine wound baseballs, so... Uh, well, you say that. Have, did we check the bats? I mean, I've heard things about. But so, tell us a little bit about, uh, or shed some more light on how uh, Boston got <laughs> caught uh, completely nerding out. Yeah. Well. Okay. So you know the uh, the 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 biggest thing about baseball is that as far as uh, a gamemanship is concerned would be the ability to steal signs. Um, you know, opposing teams are always trying to get the advantage on their opponent to see what signs are happening. So if you know that, you know, when uh, when the third base coach touches the bill of the cap and then, you know, runs across the the uh, the, the letters on their jersey, that that means it's a, a steal. Well, if you can pick up on those signals and react accordingly – then you would have what one might call an unfair advantage. So with the Red Sox, they have somebody wearing an Apple Watch uh, in the dugout, and they're getting messages relayed from uh, a clubhouse attendant, you know, watching for signs and tendencies on the broadcast feed. You're not allowed to have the game that is you are playing in uh, anywhere in the dugout. You're not supposed to be able to see the broadcast of the very game that you're playing because you can pick up all of the signs. Um, so baseball tries to strictly regulate, you know, uh, uh, these, uh, these guidelines. Uh, that said, there are iPads aplenty uh, in dugouts now because they have video stored on them for, for scouting purposes. So it's like the technology is all in 
the vicinity of the coaches and the players while the game's going on, but they just expect no one to use it nefariously, which leave it to a Boston team to go ahead and do that. So if you wanted to, you know, uh, uh, get information from somebody watching the game somewhere in the ballpark, it would have to travel by, like, phone, or it would have to travel by on foot from some messenger or something. And so, you know, uh, it would, it would, it, the, the advantage would be nullified by virtue of the physics, you know, somebody watching the game in the, in the clubhouse says, Oh, whenever Severino brings his uh, glove up to waist high, as opposed to chest high, that means he's going to pitch out. Well, you see that on, you know, a clubhouse television and you try to run to the dugout to give it to a manager so that they can use that to their advantage. Well, the play has already happened, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of void at that point, but apparently Boston Red Sox were getting messages relayed via Apple watch. So of course, in, you know, split seconds of time and they were able to uh, use it to their advantage to which of course the Red Sox say that the Yankees have been doing this, you know, for a lot longer. Um, the Yankees... Uh, but isn't it... Pointing I was going to say, could, could nobody notice that suddenly all the Yankees players are wearing Apple Watches? Well, that's what the Yankees noticed about the Red Sox. They said that if you watch the television feed, you can see uh, a, Red, a Red Sox uh, coach checking their Apple Watch and then saying something to manager John Farrell... And then John Farrell would put the sign in, and then apparently the Red Sox would win the World Series or something. I don't know. I mean, just because, to me, just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you can do anything about it, if that makes sense. So. Well, and it, but you bring up a good point. So they won a game, but had, I mean, one game could be attributed to a couple other things. Was there a consistent pattern? Are they just winning that much more this year? Um, I think in this particular whistleblowing incident, it was the fact that the Red Sox had taken a series from the Yankees, but the Yankees were just trying to catch them in the act, and that leads to this uh, notion that's out there that everybody's doing this, that actually all of the teams are using instant messaging technology and the ability to have something like an Apple Watch, which is really discreet, we would one would think, um, to relay information back and forth from somebody somewhere watching a television down to the dugout so that uh, uh, managers know, you know, what signs are happening, what, what the signs are for the other team. So the idea is that everybody's doing this, but the Yankees just got fed up with the Red Sox doing it to them, so they called them out on it. <laughs> So, well, in two, that's nothing new. I mean, in football, coaches now, you know, will put their clipboard above their mouth so that nobody could lip read right. uh, when they're calling things. Is it really just, you know, suck it up, Buttercup? They're going to figure it out? Or, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that, like with all technological advancements within sports, there's going to be, there's going to have to be some way to, you know, uh, evolve, uh, for the game to evolve with it. Cause I mean, remember, you know, only in the last, I think it's like seven or eight years has baseball adapted instant replay. 
you know, how long has that been available to us as a piece of technology to help improve the game, right? So, um, so one could say that it's long overdue, the, the, the embracing of technology and pro sports leagues. Um, now that said, I think that, you know, the, 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 uh, New England Patriots getting, uh, fined and losing a draft pick for taping coaches on the other sideline. Um, they're trying to limit who gets, who gets, uh, unfair advantages. And, you know, I, I can say for certain that, uh, you know, maybe not, uh, maybe not, you know, it depends on who you believe, but, uh, the, the 2001 St. Louis Rams will tell you time and time again that the Patriots seem to know every single play that was coming. And that it turns out that there were Patriots staff that were, you know, uh, taping the, the Rams walkthrough before the Super Bowl that year. So, you know, <laughs> it begs the question that, you know, if somebody is recording the other team and picking up all of their signals and all of their in-game communication, well, then they're going to know exactly how to counter it and thus, you know, get the advantage. So, so, uh, but basically, it, it I just, is... just as long as it goes against Boston teams, that's the only thing I care about. <laughs> well, and I thought it was fascinating. The last couple of days, we've heard that, uh, you know, Arizona, the Diamondbacks, they said, okay, yeah, they were illegally wearing Apple watches in the dugout, but they weren't using them to cheat. Right. Yeah. So is that acknowledging that they're, well, there's a legitimate reason. I mean, somebody may want to check the weather or Snapchat or, you know, they're going to have do to do something other than they're going to have to pay attention to the game. That's right. Well, they're going to have to create that job. You know, there's going to have to be a designated from Major League Baseball Commissioner's Office uh, tech monitor, you know, that that no one is allowed to wear an Apple Watch unless it's this one designated person. And only for the purposes of, you know, information about, like, if a pitcher is ready in the bullpen or if a player leaves the field with an injury that you can get injury updates from the clubhouse. And that is it. You know, and that's what they would have to do to, to kind of assuage everybody's fear, fans and ownership alike, that, you know, everything's on the level. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, you have to, you have to just outlaw, um, the, uh, the Apple Watch, for example. But it used to be you couldn't have a television set in the dugout, but now they have several monitors and they have several iPads. But again, they're all being closely, uh, governed to make sure that those monitors are only seeing, you know, like the feed from the bullpen, let's say, so that, you know, a a manager can check on, you know, how their, their pitcher's doing that's warming up to come into the game or that the iPads are only used to, you know, look at stats and figures and maybe video analysis from, you know, previous games and not being used to, you know, uh, look at a, a, uh, a camera feed from the opposing team's dugout to hear what they're talking about, you know? 
So what you're really saying is uh, ha- there's an untapped market for hackers to <laughs> start uh, working for sports teams. Just don't get caught. We will disavow all knowledge of you. That that could be. Because who, that could be. You know, because who's going to believe that a hacker has interest in sports ball? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, you know, no, at no point has a computer type person ever been interested in sports, I'm sure. So. No, not a bit, not a bit. Well, we've been talking today with uh, Tucker Wells, and Tucker, again, we alluded to it and talked about it some, but running the bases, how can people find more information or connect with you and Coach uh, as y'all take a look at baseball? Yeah, well, uh, you can find everything that is running the bases at our website, uh, runningthebases.com. You'll find all the links at the top bar to all the different podcasts, the video content we've put out there, uh, articles we've written, uh, you know, uh, photo essays from fans. So the website, first and foremost, uh, on Facebook, we're just facebook.com slash runningthebases. That's our page on Facebook. Um, the Twitter is at runningthebase, singular, uh, because I have to find at runningthebases to get them to hand over. <laughs> the handle because it's not active right now and i'd love to if anybody knows how to do that please let me know um and then on instagram at running the bases uh, uh plural as it should be um so that's all the social media um and then yeah we do our podcast uh, about once every two weeks um and it's available on itunes and on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash running the bases um or on the uh, soundcloud app so there you go Fantastic. Well, and so thank you for joining the show. Send apologies to Coach because we'd love to have him. Apologies to Rob Graham because uh, Rob, our entertainment reporter, we just ran out of time. And thanks to AmericasWebRadio.com. Catch you next time. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.